0: Hi guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Late Night Drives podcast. We're going to be talking about uh, the Italian Grand Prix, which uh, took place at Monza. It was quite an intense race all throughout the entire 53 laps. And uh, we have Sukriti with us to discuss this uh, energetic, action-packed Grand Prix. Sukriti, hi. Welcome back to the Late Night Drives podcast. Hi. Uh, what did you think of this race?
1: oh um i think this is by far been the most entertaining uh, race this year um so so happy uh to have watched this uh, as as everything unfolded um yeah
0: monza doesn't disappoint huh yeah not at all yeah uh pretty insane start uh, if you ask me um Let's let's get into it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was
1: going to ask you, are we going to start at the at the start or are we going to start with the end? But yeah, let's start. No, with let's your, start
0: with the start because yeah. I think it, it it started off there, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Ricciardo had a phenomenal getaway, Absolutely. right? Uh, oh. getting Hamil uh getting Verstappen right into turn one, you know, very cleanly, super move, and he pulled out uh one. 1.2 second lead over the first lap. Yeah, I mean, really, really great getaway by him.
1: Yeah and Hamilton got past Norris uh, so he made up for his bad start at the sprint yesterday and yeah. uh, you know was right away into P3 yeah. and almost uh, there was contact between Hamilton and Verstappen on, on the first lap itself yeah there it was a the
0: second chicane right yeah. where uh, uh, okay it was a racing incident let's not like say who's who. blame. yeah, yeah it, it was really close good fighting between the championship contenders
1: and Giovinazzi uh, came uh, uh, almost past uh, Charles yeah,
0: uh, and that... into P5. Yeah, I mean he he overtook like Signs, I think if I'm not mistaken and uh, yeah Signs basically because he started P7. Uh, so he overtook one Ferrari, he had a great start. You, you know really unfortunate in that first chicane, uh, yeah. what happened with him, uh, I think he just like ran a little too wide and like rejoined. Was it really an unsafe entry back into the race? I'm not sure whether he deserved a penalty or not. I mean, he was penalized enough by his entry and his collision yeah. with signs. Because
1: then he was running last.
0: Exactly, yeah. right? Like, I, I don't know if he was. Uh, deserved
1: that extra 5 second yeah, uh,
0: penalty. Exactly. Uh, so. But anyway, it was a bit harsh, I feel, for Giovinazzi. And I really feel for him. And
1: so unlucky for him to, you know, uh, make it into Q3 last time and uh, have a puncture. And uh, then again with this contact. Yeah, I mean, he's
0: fighting for his spot in F1, right? At the end of the day. And, like, we see that on Fridays and Saturdays. We've seen that, rather, on Fridays and Saturdays in the last two Grand Prixs, that he's doing everything he can to, like ensure that he's there but it's just he's not having the best run of form when it comes to uh, the races
1: at the end of the start um, you know it was um, ricardo and uh, followed by verstappen and then norris got past ahead of hamilton again
0: yeah i think the whole uh, um, contact
1: with verstappen yeah, but, let norris uh, yeah, get exactly, by exactly
0: exactly yeah. right
1: and hamilton and you know like the chase was really on
0: yeah um, I, I think the entire race focused pretty much on those first five positions yeah before we go any further though i do want to mention um Alpha tori and the hard luck that they've had right sunoda not starting because of brake issues that they yeah. had and i think gasly
1: had issues with the suspension
0: yeah after his crash out in uh sprint yeah i don't think they got the car to uh where it was well, uh, in, in Gasly's words, it was undriveable, right? Yeah. So
1: They were the only team this year to score a point in every race, which has now ended with, uh, with <laughs> yeah. Monza. Yeah. yeah.
0: But anyway, moving forward. On lap 9, uh, Perez made a great move on Science. He, yeah. again, was a decent starter, and he seemed to have the pace as he usually does on Sundays, you know. Yeah. He really shows his mettle on Sundays, and, you know, th- making those moves and stuff. And especially that one... I think at least this was the best racing that I've seen uh, from Perez all year long which was his move on science really clean fair racing from both drivers you know through the chicanes and uh, I I think that was like one really good move that I just wanted to mention.
1: Yeah but you know it's also so surprising uh, that he can pull off great moves like that and then later in the race um, you know um, in the second half of the race where he uh, got ahead of Charles. And had an unfair advantage because he went off the track, and that's how he got ahead of uh, of Charles, and didn't give that place back, which led to his five-second penalty. And a sort of a similar thing happened with Stroll in the sprint uh, yesterday, where he got ahead of Stroll, and then was told by the team, you know, give the place back, we'll get him next lap. I just don't understand how a driver can uh, be so good and be so utterly. I don't
0: know. Reckless. Like, I feel like there's that that racing. Uh, That really racer instinct from Paris when it comes to overtaking, but I see that in so many other drivers like Charles, I mean, talk about the second half of the race, I I think Charles made a move on Bottas where he went off and he gained an advantage and he gave the place back immediately immediately right immediately I mean of course it helped him because he ended up behind Bottas and got the toe and like you know got in front of Bottas for however few seconds right but at the end of the day like he gave that place back so yes I agree with you I don't know what is up with Perez I don't know why the team Mm ...doesn't tell him immediately to give that place back. Yeah, right? and how
1: they're so okay with taking that five second penalty. Yeah, I mean, they, how,
0: how would they know what could unfold, right? I mean, yeah. Perez could have probably had a better chance, you know... Of
1: overtaking Charles the next lap itself. Yeah. And actually finishing and getting that...
0: P4, at P, least, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. P4 at least, yeah. I mean, let's, let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. But yeah, coming back uh, to the beginning of the race... Um, one interesting thing was that Hamilton was in the hard tyres uh, compared to everybody else around him in the top 6, top 8 who were all in the mediums
0: I think the entire grid it was Hamilton, Bottas and, and Kubica Kubica who started on hearts. So every single other driver started on mediums right? yeah. uh, and it seemed like Mercedes was A. Gambling B. Like messing around with Red Bull or C. Really had an ace up their sleeve like it had to be one of these three things <laughs> uh, <laughs> or, or like a combination of one of these three things yeah.
1: we'll never know uh,
0: uh, yeah <laughs> i swear because at the end of the day like hamilton came into pit very soon after like the medium run. yeah yeah he,
1: he yeah but um just just before that like before we get into the the first round of pit stops and stuff um boda started p19 yeah. And very, very, very quickly uh climbed his way into P twelve, P ten, P eight. Um
0: Yeah, by lap thirteen he was in the points. He was running in tenth place. Yeah. And I think that's like phenomenal. I think he's had a great weekend all round. I mean he, he's in his words he's had the perfect weekend probably till the race, right? Yeah. Where he finished uh qualifying first, he finished the sprint qualifying on pole in quotation marks yeah and yeah starting from like p19 as you said yeah he ended up on p3 yeah uh, so it was a phenomenal weekend from botas all 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 weekend long and he seems to be like a little more chilled out a little more relaxed about his future and yeah it seems to be showing in his driving right he's, he's really he's really uh showing Mercedes is what they're going to be <laughs> missing. missing out on. yeah yeah
1: um yeah uh
0: the other thing i wanted to say was that in the beginning the first stints it was quite shocking to me that leclerc could keep up with the first four hmm. like who were uh, ricciardo verstappen norris and Hamilton. he was running within a second or two of them throughout the race yeah that was quite surprising to me like the ferraris generally didn't look that strong this weekend especially but uh, that was great uh, driving i think from them and it seems like his last minute going back to the new power unit which they had to like change because of the engine control units and all kinds of things like that that really helped them benefited them in the race and yeah they had a pretty strong finish uh, Uh, Overall to this weekend
1: I think the race uh, took a turn um, uh, You know uh, Around lap 23, lap 25 When the first round of pit stops Started happening Uh, Daniel who was uh, the race leader Pitted on lap 23 Had like a flawless pit stop from McLaren's end Uh, 2.4 seconds um, Perfectly executed uh, Came back out um, And uh, Verstappen, Who was running in P2 uh, and had obviously taken the lead of the race by then um, followed in for a pit stop and his his pit stop from uh, Red Bull which is usually so efficient and usually uh, you know throwing out sub 2 second pit stops like it's no big deal had 11 second pit stop yeah
0: I think Christian Horner at the end of the race said right that at the end of the day it comes down to human error and how you react under pressure and it was just one of those things that happened like it was just I think the pressure got to them, right? Like, I don't yeah. know what else to say. Yeah. And, and that cost them, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's Hugely. what cost them and probably... Them cost, in such a... Exactly. Yeah. What cost them the race, yeah. I was going to say.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, because he was leading the race and he came out P 10 behind Alonso.
0: Correct. And what that ended up doing was Daniel Rick had a great outlap. So, he was still maintaining his, uh, lead. his lead. Comfortably. Pretty comfortably. Yeah. And... Verstappen, like you said, came out behind Alonso. Yeah, what that ended up doing was when Hamilton went in for his pit stop, he came out fighting for position with Verstappen. And Hamilton himself had a slow
1: stop. 4.2 seconds.
0: Yeah, which again, uh, it was down to human error. Uh, it was again the pressure getting the better of them. So he had a slow stop himself. So both teams... Putting their drivers out in a position where they were both fighting for, well, the championship for one.
1: Yeah, but (laughs) also that position.
0: Position in the race, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think this is the big, most controversial part of this race, right? They went into that first chicane, side by side, neither driver giving an inch or And yeah, it ended up with, uh, I mean, Verstappen on top of Hamilton's car.
1: And what those two uh, slow pit stops did w- was they gave uh, Daniel and McLaren uh, uh, somewhat of a free hand um, uh, to, you know, I- I'm sure McLaren could start to smell victory, like it was, it was a little safer uh, for them because they didn't have max uh, on Daniel's... Um,
0: absolutely, absolutely. I-, I think there was a whole bunch of people who really gained an advantage from that crash, right? Yeah. Because it was a
1: safety car immediately. Yeah,
0: and like, essentially, I think it was Perez, Leclerc and Bottas and Sainz. All four of them got free pit stops under the safety car. Yeah,
1: and Charles came out in second place. Exactly,
0: right? He he seemed to be the most uh, beneficial from that crash and the safety car. But, yeah, obviously, like, I don't think he had the pace that the Mercs had, that the uh, McLarens had and that the Red Bulls had. Yeah. So, he couldn't hold on to that P2 but, but uh, speaking
1: uh, of that crash and uh, and of, um, um, of what happened with them everyone was hypothesizing that it was just uh, the, the stewards of course said they would investigate it after uh, the race and everyone was talking about how it was going to get chalked up as a, a racing incident but Two minutes ago, uh, it's been put out that Max gets a three-place grid drop and two penalty points for the collision.
0: Wow. Okay, that's I what the FIA has I did not expect that. Okay, yeah. that's, that's like a latest, that's uh, like a new update that's yeah, like live. that's just that's, come yeah, on. That we're showing. Okay, I did not expect that. I just felt that that was a racing incident. Uh, I think perhaps it's a touch harsh by the FIA, but I suppose earlier on in the race... Uh, max could have given like the first lap incident max probably could have given a little more space to hamilton in that second she came when they were fighting and they came together um so maybe that had some kind of influence right uh i don't know uh, also it was max going off the track and not lewis yeah i think that also made a big difference
1: i think also increasingly there's this perception right that if you're um going into a corner um With Max, you either have to back off or you will crash, and I don't think that's a reputation that any driver should be developing. Yeah, I mean, you can't be the one that never backs down.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, you have to give uh, another driver space, an adequate space, right? At the end of the day, you have to realize that you both there is only one line, right? There is only so much space on the road. If neither driver is gonna give up that space, you are gonna end up like in the barriers. Yeah
1: and in um, you know the 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 slow the slow motion replays uh, of the crash showed you just how uh, crazy it was and how dangerous it could have been if yeah, not for that halo
0: it was insane the structure of the car and the halo really protected hamilton not and to it mention saved how his life yes uh, not to mention how lucky he was that like a drive shaft or something of verstappen's broke because the rear left wheel was still spinning yeah. the rear right wasn't yeah. and the rear right touched his helmet
1: yeah he right? had to duck his head yeah. yeah yeah
0: so it was like touch and go there like in terms of how dangerous it could have been really yeah. unsportsmanlike of verstappen in the moment to not even check on hamilton after yeah getting out. i mean he
1: did uh, t- he did like look to make sure hamilton was i suppose alive or conscious or whatever But for somebody that's gone on record uh, to say that it was really unsportsmanlike of Lewis to celebrate his win at the British Grand Prix, given that Max was in the hospital, I mean, it was pretty unsportsmanlike of you to walk away.
0: Um,
1: He he did uh, come on um, in the post-race interviews and say that, you know, in a moment like that, when things are so heated, sometimes it's better to walk away and talk later which fair enough perhaps he felt like if he had like walked up to lewis in that moment they would have had some kind of they would have exchanged words or it wouldn't have been um it wouldn't have been pretty but i don't know i
0: i, I don't know I, I, I don't know either like I, I feel like he just could have reacted differently i don't know if better or worse uh but yeah I, I would expect him to react slightly differently at least yeah. i would hope that he would do that in the future and, this seems to be like uh, something that a lot of people have spoken about, about how throughout the season and the rest of the season that's left, this is always going to be the coming together point between like Verstappen and Hamilton and their fight in the championship is going to solely depend on how few incidents like this happen. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if they're 1 and 2 or if they're even next to each other, I mean they were fighting for position at Okay, perhaps at the end of the race, like it somewhere on the podium, higher. right? Yeah. But at that point, they were fighting for position at like P, I think eight and nine, and yeah, they were still giving no quarter, right? <laughs> they were fighting tooth and nail for that position, and I don't know. I I still see that as perhaps a touch too harsh. But then that the last time they came together, there was a penalty that Hamilton was given, which I thought was harsh. So this kind of like evens the scales to me like for me somehow i don't know if you feel the same way
1: yeah i think um, uh, Helmut Marko is going to be going around saying a bunch of nasty things about how a five second penalty isn't the same as a, a three place uh, grip penalty but um, but yeah. i think
0: Helmut marco says nasty things anyway <laughs> whether something happens on track or not so yeah. That's just Helmut for you playing mind games with everybody else. Yeah,
1: Uh, I can't believe Ted Kravitz uh, was the person with the most um, astute observation uh, in today's uh, uh, race though because he said another sprinter qualifying and another time that Lewis and Max have crashed into each other. Yeah, that was just
0: something else, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that that was probably one of the lines of the race, you know. From the commentators for sure.
1: Yeah, I hope they're really really thinking that third sprint yeah. race now. Um,
0: I, I Somehow I doubt that. Somehow I really doubt that. Because the action was on track. And this sprint probably set up the race, right? At the end of the day. Like the mixed grid that the sprint ended up with. Anyway, coming back to our like one-two finishers, right? McLaren. Yeah. Uh, I just want to talk about how brilliantly they... Um, How do I explain it? How brilliantly they... uh, Held it together. Not really held it together. How how they unfolded or unpacked this race. I think uh, they took maximum advantage of every situation and opportunity that they were given. And they had pace at the end which they were holding in their pocket. Yeah. I mean the last two laps by both Ricciardo and Norris were the fastest of their entire race. Yeah. So... They held back not only the Red Bulls, they also held back the Mercedes. Yeah. Because the first 18 laps, like Norris did in sprint, holding Hamilton back for 18 laps, he he held him back again. Yeah. Right? And... I think that was just brilliant right like I think they had like a phenomenal Also race.
1: Norris's overtake of uh, your, uh, my, my favourite overtaking your favourite uh, leading to a tense uh, moment between us yes. uh, watching the race uh, But uh, but yeah uh, what a move uh, uh, there after the restart after the safety car uh,
0: On the clerk, yeah. yeah uh, Yeah, I just, like I said, I just don't think the Ferraris had the pace to compete with uh, those guys at that point, but great move nonetheless. Uh,
1: And such maturity from Lando asking on the team radio, uh, you know, uh, the the way he put it as well, so so, uh, eloquently uh, in terms of whether, uh, you know, there were going to be team orders, whether he was going to be allowed to pass Daniel, whether he should be racing Daniel. Uh, sort of putting the team first and asking them, okay, we're running one two. What would you like me to do here? And uh, even um, uh, you know, in the end, when Daniel won and um, and Lando finished P two, um, even though Lando has been outperforming Daniel uh, every uh, week, um, uh, you know, just he was just so happy for the team and so uh, happy to take that P two. And, um, you know, have that patience and have that wisdom to sort of know that, yeah, there will be wins in the future.
0: Yeah. I think both drivers showed great amount of great amounts of maturity throughout the race, right? Uh, Norris for sure at that point on lap 35, soon after the restart, he went out to the radio and says that Daniel needs to like step up, right? Because he was under pressure from Bottas and Perez in yeah. the back. Uh, and. Like, obviously, the team got on to Daniel's radio saying that, look, you need to step up. And genuinely, Daniel stepped up because, like, the next lap, he was, like, a second quicker. Uh, uh, he had pulled out half a second on, on on Norris. So, I think as a team, both drivers showed that character, maturity, and uh, brilliance to finish 1-2. And, yeah, I mean, the results speak for themselves. McLaren's uh, gone up in the constructors, leading Ferrari, I think, by... Well, 12 what, points 13 12, and a half yeah. points
1: yeah, yeah, something like that I I, uh, I can't speak for much of what happened In the second half uh, of the race Because after lap 31 and the restart I, I couldn't bring myself to watch much Yeah, but I had yeah. to do
0: all the note-taking at that point <laughs> And uh, you you watched the uh, replay of the race Okay <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it I kept telling you watch But anyway Yeah,
1: it was hard to breathe So yeah. watching was... Uh, was a different um,
0: yeah. Uh, on lap forty-one, McLaren made it quite clear, though, that uh, Norris should hold uh, position, and yeah. you know they want them to finish uh, to. Uh, Ricciardo in the front. But yeah, overall, quite a quite an exciting weekend, uh, you know, including the sprint and stuff. Uh, any other highlights that you want to speak about? Um, yes, I know Russell finished. In and the
1: points, and yes, nobody's talking about it. He
0: got two points. He finished in P9. And uh, ahead of
1: Ocon, who yeah. had a five-second penalty for his contact with Vettel.
0: Yeah, at the right at the start of the race, where again he didn't give Vettel enough space, and yeah. that, that that was simple as that.
1: Um, I do want to mention that Nikita Mazepin is now uh, number 21 on the grid with Kubica coming in in place of Raikkonen. So, uh, yeah, I just I just want to mention that. Yeah.
0: Uh, I also want to quickly mention Aston Martin who are having, well, at least with Stroll, a better weekend than uh, they have had in the last couple of races at least. Uh, Vettel is having a really difficult weekend to be really honest. He struggled through qualifying and sprint and I don't think he did very well in the race.
1: Uh, I want to talk about uh, the joy that Podium had, uh, you know, with Daniel uh, coming in... uh, first and Lando coming in second, his first second place finish in F1 and Valtteri climbing all the way from P19 to P3. Um, Making and up 15 places, yeah. 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 Um, uh, and yeah, getting to see a Shui um, uh, after two, three years, three years from Monza, yeah. uh, from Monaco in 2018 yeah. and McLaren's first win in... Uh, nine yeah,
0: 9 years, 10 years, um, something like that Yeah,
1: some insane amount of time like that Just, um, yeah
0: Yeah, those podium celebrations I think there was not Like there were very few people around the world Watching who would not have been smiling After that podium celebration Or at Max some point Yeah, I'm sure Like most Max fans wouldn't have been But yeah, it, it, was, it was really nice to see Like it, it's nice to see a team like McLaren Doing well Um who was your driver of the day?
1: Ooh, um... The driver I, of
0: the day, uh, Ricciardo was voted the driver of the day by the people, so who was yours? Uh,
1: I think for me, it was, uh, um, yeah, it was
0: Bottas. Yeah, he's been the man of the weekend, uh, pretty much, and yeah, I mean... At the end of the day, sure, he had a faster car, but you still have to make the moves on the track, right? And he seemed to be the quickest man out there, pretty much, all uh, weekend long. My driver of the day is probably I'd have to say Ricciardo. I'm gonna agree with like everybody who voted because I think that start, man, like that start. Even his sprint, his sprint was great, but that start was what caused probably
1: everything. Everything else. else
0: that happened put that pressure on both Red Bull and Mercedes and. Yeah, I think
1: that's fun. Um, Championship-wise, um, no changes at the top with Hamilton and Ma- uh, and Max both. Uh, yeah, I think Max has got now like a five-point five point lead. lead.
0: Yeah, uh, but uh, Mercedes still maintain their constructors' lead, and uh, uh, I think McLaren now go up by like we said thirteen and a half points uh, in the championship over yeah. Ferrari. Uh, looking forward to the next race. Uh, it's at Sochi. As my usual question is, who do you think is Going to finish on the board. What are your predictions for the next race?
1: I, um well, the last time round I said Max was going to uh, win the race and he ended up with the DNF. So, uh, just going by that, can I say Max is going to win the race?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Max as well. Uh, I think Hamlet is going to be like a really close second and I hope for another non Mercedes Red Bull P3. Yeah. That's what
1: I'm
0: going to hope I for. I hope for a non Mercedes Red Bull P1. Now. Hopefully, I don't see that happening at Sochi, yeah. but anyway.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright, so thanks a lot for joining me today, Sufsiti, uh, and hope to see you soon. And thanks, guys, for listening in. Uh, and uh, yeah, as usual, do check out our social media channels. We are at uh, Late Night Drives on Twitter. That's L8 night drives on twitter and late night drives podcast on instagram uh, check out our social pages to keep updated with the latest from us uh, thanks for tuning in guys hope you have a great night as usual cheers see you next time